So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. In these unprecedented times, you may feel helpless or alone. But in your community, people are coming together to spread kindness. We're Viral Kindness Scotland, a project launched to help vulnerable people struggling with self-isolation. We're calling on volunteers to help vulnerable people in your community. You could pick up their shopping or simply offer a supportive phone call. Whether you're an individual, organisation or local business, whether you need help or know someone who needs help, free phone 0800 052 2282 or see viralkindness.scot. Viral Kindness Scotland. Connecting communities. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for you. She's going to bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello, hello, and welcome. Wrestling Daft, my name's Rab Florence, back in the chair, back in the chair for Wrestling Daft, and opposite me, of course, well, he's not really sitting opposite me, he's actually in his in, in your own house, Grado. In my kitchen, mate. He's in his kitchen, Grado is in his kitchen, uh, I am in my living room, and this is, uh, you know, it's a weird situation, isn't it, to be doing the show, Wrestling Daft. Welcome to the show, everybody, how you doing, Grado? How's the pandemic been treating you so far? Pandemic's a bit so-so, I'm feeling in case I get left up. Have you been walking? Have you, you've not got a dog, have you? But your dad's got dogs. Set my set my dad set my dad's, but I can't go and visit it now. Right, so you need to stay away from your dad. Need to stay away from my dad, my sister. The only issue that we've really got now is they're saying on the telly, look, look, see if you don't stay with your bud, you need mm. to either cut all ties with for the next twelve weeks or move in with. So that's about yeah. a bit of a half in it. Well, this is interesting. What did you do in that situation, mate? Well, mate, I. I I, the decision should have been made last night, but I've done, I don't. I don't know, mate. Anyway, do you have any symptoms yet? Are you all right now? Well, no, I don't have any symptoms. But and and you know, we, we really need to watch what we're saying because it is a it is a terrible disease. But yeah, mate, I'm a fat fuck. I, I've got five vapes. You know, I, I blow up, blow my hoop just walking up the stairs. If I get it, I'm fucked. But I also believe that what I have just said in the last 20 seconds will become a viral clip in a couple of months' time when I'm dead. <laughs> you know what I oh, mean by that? Don't say that, mate. Don't say that. I don't know what you mean. You worry about it. You worry about making jokes about it, didn't you? Because you think, oh, just two weeks ago he was joking about it and now look at him. Aye. Right. Well, let's move on to see what the punters are saying. I want to know what the people are talking about. 
when it when it when it comes to this situation. Right. Regular correspondent Bronze Cello has posted an image that Jericho posted back in two thousand and five when he left WWE with a picture of him in front of a TNA logo. He wants to know from our resident TNA expert Grado, um, how would you have how would you have booked him in two thousand and five? What would you have done with Jericho um, in TNA? That's because you know what I remember when that image came up. Mm-hmm. And this is was this was ever before I signed in the dotted line for TNA. So um Wait a minute, you were in TNA? Yes, and do you know what? I was in lockdown. Were you? Lethal lockdown at Wembley Arena. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Right. So what would you have done with Jericho? Uh two thousand and five, I would have probably had him come out. Uh, and but the shite uh AJ Styles. Of course, that match did happen, didn't it? Eventually, at WrestleMania. That, that, that probably probably would have been a good match in two thousand and five. Um, who else was there in two thousand five? AJ, AJ Styles. Oh, well, the pro- wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Something I need to say. Something I need to say. AJ Styles's hair in TNA was always shite, so it was a big problem. I disagree. I think he's here shite now. No, he's here's better now. He looks more like a wrestler now. Back then, yeah. I don't know. He looked, he looked like a guy at a frat party or something. He just his hair was no good. Now but, his hair's great. But do you know what he? What I always noticed with TNA, no, sorry, with um, AJ Styles when he was on Indies back in the day, he must have spent a power of fucking money on tri- trunks and tights because he had a different pair every weekend. Aye. So the Chris Jericho, which is funny enough, they're both guys that must have spent a lot of money. Tight staffed. What? They're tight staffed, they too. Tights. Tights, mate. Mad on the tights. Jeff Jarrett versus uh, Chris Jericho would have been good. I would never have... I would First of all, I would have avoided... Because I think Christian came to... It was 2005, Christian went to TNA. I would have avoided that because we'd already nice. seen it on WWE. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else, something, something mental that, that Jericho could have, could have done. Nah, nothing. <laughs> I would have just had him just, the merch, just selling the merch. I would have just had him on the merch stall. Neil Gow, by the way, wants to... He's he's asking this year's WrestleMania isn't quite what we expect. But there are any WrestleMania matches people can recommend for my daughter? I'd date myself, but my memory is absolutely shameful. I My recommendation would be the Kennel from Hell match with Al Snow and Big Boss Man, your daughter. If you're wanting to teach your daughter about the essentials, like the the fundamentals of professional wrestling, then I think Al Snow versus Big Boss Man Kennel for Hell is what you want to be showing her. Would you agree, Gredo? Right, and make sure to show that to show the uh, the episode of Raw the next night where he turns up with not a fucking bruise on him. Aye. And he apparently died the night before. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was definitely dead. Spoilers. He was dead. He was dead, man. Um, a suggestion for Chris for WrestleMania. Why does Vince not put screens in every seat in the performance centre and fans buy a slot to FaceTime into one? Wow, that's you a then get idea. a virtual audience in the arena creating an atmosphere. It's completely 1980s sci-fi, but it would be a hell of a spectacle. I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be like some like Robocop or something. I would but like Rab, that. But, Rab, can they no do this, right? Just for the love, please. Because... I watched SmackDown um, when they done the, the Empty Arena match, and the novelty wore off very quickly, mate. I was bored out my tree with it, mate. 
Novel as well were off. I'm devastated WrestleMania is going to be in an empty arena. Can they not just have a wee, a wee machine at the start, in the performance centre, they swab your mouth, you know, they take your temperature, right, you've no go that you can get in. Just let 200 folk go in it and watch it and it would make it 10 times better. Can we not, can we not do that? Or I'm surprised that Vince McMahon hasn't done this. I'm su- surprised that he hasn't reached out to families or um, people who have already been exposed to the virus and have recovered from it and gave them a free uh, entrance into WrestleMania. And so you would have, he's maybe just not allowed to do it, but you would imagine that's the kind of thing Vince would do for publicity. So you've been through it, you've suffered it, you've survived, you've came out the other end, you're coming to WrestleMania to watch. Because if you've already go to it, you kind of get it again, can't you? Know? Well, we, th- we think so. We think so. Who, but it's just, who's, it's just, we? who's we? Who's <laughs> we? Did you say you've got it? No, I'm just saying, because you went and said, I goes, if you get it again, can you not get it again? And you went, well, we think so, as if you, it's you and a bunch of other Well, me and, me I, you and these the guys at Harvard, the rest of the guys in the Academic <laughs> Research Centre, um, Harvard Institute, all, we kind of all think, we had a wee Skype last night and we all kind of think that's the case. Now, a note from Brian to us saying that we've been asleep at the wheel, boys, when I'm a wrestler tape shot. As Colt Cabana has just released one saying, I'm also a wrestler on last week's Dynamite. Has Colt been listening to this show? Has he been listening to this show? I'm also a wrestler. No, but that's funny because last night, as I said, I was back tweeting and I, somebody tweeted um, Colt Cabana, describe your character in one sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Or it was it was something like that, right? Like, this is great that we can do this for him. I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying this. At Colt Cabana... How would I explain your gimmick to a new wrestling fan? Please help. And he wrote back, happy-go-lucky wrestler who uses comedy and charm to take opponents off their game. And I wrote to him, explain mine's coat. And he wrote, asterisk, see coat cabana, now now subtract 30. (laughs) Cheeky bastard. So then session moth, Martina, wrote, could you explain mine's coat? And he wrote, see Colt Cabana, add boobs. Which I thought, you probably could fucking say that about me too, but... <laughs> uh, no, what I wrote then was, you're getting me and Martina mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, so, Colt Cabana was, I'm a wrestler, tay t-shirt. I'm also a wrestler, it's different. doesn't surprise me. I, read that. I don't read that as... He copies on, everything I do. If he, if he was really kind of knocking that idea, he would write, I think, I'm a wrestler also. Um, I, I think I'm also a wrestler. Reads me like he's saying, I do this and I do that, but I'm also a wrestler. So I don't think it's the same thing. I think people are just trying to make trouble between you and Colt, which is bad news because obviously you guys have a good relationship. And I just think, quite frankly, Brian, whoever this Brian is, is just trash. He's a mixer. He's clearly this pandemic has sent him off the deep end, and he has gone. He he is basically gone buck wild with us. It's, it's made him evil. He's <laughs> he's possessed he, by the devil. He's been drinking some evil juice. He is busting at the seams. Why was evil ectoplasm? Why was AEW on the telly last night? Why was it on? Oh, what's this? It was AEW Dark. Right, or did they have a show on a Tuesday? Is that the internet show? AEW Dark's a true, uh, is a, an internet thing. I... It should be called Darker. 
because it's all empty. <laughs> a few people on Twitter it's getting involved. Horrific part for me. This is a horrific part for me tonight. In our chat of what wrestler's theme is perfect to wash your hands to while also posting diagrams of how to do it. Big man Andy's going for Jeff Jarrett. Lyrics spend my time working hard on the go. But the hands in the but the hands of the clock keep swimming too slow because I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. While you're washing your hands. Just just wash your hands. This is probably the first time re- wrestling fans have ever washed their hands. Um JS Todd has went for the Undertaker's big evil theme for washing your hands. Just wash your hands. I don't know why the people need a You've song. You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. I can't lie. You don't think you just walk away. So turn around and face the puppet you're gonna play. The end is now. Now here's a question. Undertaker comes back as American Badass. What theme songs are you gonna use, Rob? Um, the original Kid Rock one. The I'm an American yeah. Badass. Watch, Mickey. You can roll with rock or you can radio edit. And actually... What they day say is because my mom bought the CD, the actual words are "suck my dick." <laughs> really? Yep. Imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin being like, "All right, I suppose if I need to, then I'll do it." Going <laughs> in front of Undertaker. <laughs> All right, what? if it, I suppose if Kid Rock says so, then I'll do it. Uh, well, Turner Wood has said you would scrub your fingers down to the bones, doing it to the Ultimate Warrior theme, wouldn't you? The, the ferocity of that and thanks to Evan who posted a picture of all four Mick Foley's personas Mankind Cactus Jack Dude Love and Just Foley I would assume with a message me going out for four walks a day that was funny I saw that do it's you funny. know what... it's not as funny when you just describe it on a podcast though is it no, but do you know what no it was interesting Rab I, obviously uh, we've been watching the network because there's fucking nothing else today because there's a, a pandemic but there was a recent Sat- WCW Saturday Night episode and uh, Stevie Ray came out. This was 1993. And do you know in 1993, he's, he had that... Do, 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 Go to recently added on network and watch Sting versus uh, Stevie Ray. It was like a Grant and Bar match. <laughs> okay, I'll need to check it out. I'll need to check it out. Can I? Can I? Can I also take this time to announce your retirement? No, my re-retirement, my unretirement. From what ring announcing? From what? Oh. So the day Rab, I decided. You know, I worked in the fire service for. 10 year mm-hmm. in the control room. So I decided during this unprecedented time, I took the opportunity to go on Twitter and DM the chief officer and let the guy know that I worked in the fire brigade for 10 years. I got accommodation in 2009, which can, if you look up, so far, sorry, 2010, if you type in, a, if you type in fire brigade heroes into YouTube, I'm like the third result. Me getting Aye. a package for saving this whose family for, for being in a fire. Um, so I sent him a message telling him that basically I'm going to be available to work if they need me come and get me I'm ready to work so how do you feel about that mate? So I mean I think that's brilliant mate I, I, oh. I, I think that's really nobly you doing that so if, the, if, so if the virus starts coming and setting fire to people's houses then you you're going to step in and, and you're going to step in and help 
Aye, aye, aye. The only problem is I'm a wee bit nervous, you know, that he goes onto my Twitter page and looks at the tweet, you know, I'm, I've replied to somebody called Horny Scots Bear. And uh, because I... I, I, aye, I but had, you, did you not uh, say had, you weren't interested, though? When you replied to that I, guy, I mean, because I, mean, I, I, I made a right arse of texting. I made a, 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 a right botch texting my dad the other night. Did you see that? I did see that. Aye. Aye. I, because I, I went to message Stephanie to say, I miss you, Tay. I want you up here right now to cuddle in. <laughs> You're da. You feel da. So, and he's not replied to me either. Miss you, Tay. Want you up here right now <laughs> to cuddle in. <laughs> So Horny Scott Spear replied, I wish you'd sent that to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, time for bury and put over. Every week we like to separate the good for the bad, the skeletons for the he-mans, as we bury and put over stuff for the wrestling. What you want to bury and put over? I will. Well, you I want to bury the, the empty arena matches, didn't you? The empty arena carry on. I want to bury you for um, cancelling your show two weeks ago, because then it made me look like a... A right heel for putting on Marshall. It did, particularly you had Wayne's and that in the audience as well, Aye. didn't you? So the double A. Well, you know what I mean. Look, it was easy for me to cancel our show because it was only two of us, but you had a whole squad travelling and all that. You know, what I mean, like moving the virus about the country and stuff like that. So it was harder for you to to, to deal with that situation. You know what I mean? The way you look at it is, mate, you see, mean, see as far as I'm... You really make me look like a big greedy piece of shit. You're not going to miss punters that go to the pavilion on the regular, really, are you? If they end up... <laughs> but I'm Rab, joking. Mate, I I'm did, joking. I did, mate, I really, really did have a, a big a big load of sympathy <clears throat> for you, mate, for having to make that decision and, and, and cancel. I mean, I, I, part of me thinks it's because, I mean, you did say prior to the week leading up that you didn't kind of off your lines. I don't know if you shat it. No, it? no, it was the show was in great shape. It was ready to go, uh, but it's just hard to make these decisions. It's hard to do it. And what people don't realise, I think, about cancelling shows and stuff like that is that the sometimes you can. Sometimes it's you know the, things are contracted. We basically had to break a contract to to hang me, you know, which is just no. It's not really done thing. It's complicated. It's complicated business. You gonna... Chris wants to put over Matt Hardy in AEW, and he's fantastic interview with Chris Jericho describing the origins of his broken character. Now, I've not listened to that yet. I'll need to listen to that. Have you listened to that? Rab, I've no saw that, but I mean, I was devastated watching his debut just because there wasn't a crowd there, mate. I know, I know. But, That's a shame, isn't it? But, um, I take but it... It's a wee bit like the kind of perfect way for him to also show up as well, isn't it? Because it's aye, so weird. Aye, I know. Aye, aye. And Chris wants to bury the WWE continuing to kill us with too much closed-door content. One show a week is plenty, but no, nobody wants seven hours a week of this shite. He's got such a point, mate. And, and Rab, Rey Mysterio has got it now. Now, Rey Mysterio, you know, the thing is, here's my issue, Rab. Arteta got it, which meant Fitba had to stop because he'd been fitbing about with other folk. Rey Mysterio has been wrestling with other folk. It doesn't. It, it now doesn't matter. Um, who, if there's people in the crowd, it's a, it's a matter now. I mean, y- you need to stand two meters away from each other in Tesco. How's that going to work out in the ring? You know what I mean? You're meant to keep in two, 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 two steps away from each other. They'll need to just have a Texas bull rope match and just kind of pull each other about. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> Rob, you know, just in the feeling like, mate, come on. Let's just pause this, you know. This is Drew's big push. 
You know what I mean? This is his fucking Aye. big thing. And he's fucking going to be... wrestle in the place that I, the, the shitty wee Linwood industrial estate place that I went to with SW. You know what I, I mean? I would wait and see. I mean, it's going to be historic and it? it's going to be weird. I would like to think that they, it's going to be they, shoot it, they shoot it in a different way and they do something where. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's wait and see what happens. I think they're recording. I think they might be recording the Sunday night WrestleMania show the the night. The new. Oh my God. That is amazing. And there's been rumours that they're maybe recording multiple endings for the matches. Or just so that they can pick. That's that's a genius idea. Um, Alan Marshall wants to bury Vince McMahon in WWE for having employees they aren't paying during the crisis yep yeah, should be paying them and put over Vince McMahon in WWE for giving free <laughs> access to WWE Network is that true? is WWE Network free? aye there's some sort of aye, free pass, aye. aye. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Norman Zeitgeist wants to put over Kento Miyahara for another great match and he wants to bury All Japan Pro Wrestling for putting a show on with fans did you catch that show? no I never caught that show do you I've know who wrestler is? I've not been, I, but I've not been watching any wrestling. Why not? Because there's a pandemic one. I can't really concentrate on it. No, but Jen's a perfect time to watch wrestling. Well, well, no, well, well, Jen wants to put over Brody Lee, finally showing his face as the exalted one. We all knew it would be him, but it's awesome to see. And I'm once again burying JR for calling Darby Allen the strange enigma. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate it. That's rotten, isn't it? Strange enigma. That's so phoned in. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be having to make up shit like that with Darby Allen because that boy's got charisma. He doesn't need a stupid nickname. And he keeps, Michael, he keeps referring him to being just like Jeff Hardy, which I'm like, he's fucking like Jeff Hardy. Nothing like Jeff Hardy. Just because yeah. he jumps about, man. Michael wants to bury the fact that Grado, as well as never having seen the Warrior vs. Savage WrestleMania 7 match, he appeared to not even know about it. How does a wrestler not know WrestleMania matches. Do you know what? I was going to watch Warrior vs. Savage last night, but I couldn't, man, because there's a pandemic. <laughs> and he wants to put over AEW, at least putting wrestlers ringside to give some noise to the show. That That's was a good cool. idea to have, like, Jake and all that sitting at ringside and stuff. That makes sense. Kurt Angle wooing put over the news that WrestleMania is now going to be two nights, which, you know... I still don't think that's the answer. I think WrestleMania should be one night, one show, but just make it shorter. You don't have to put everybody on the show. Right. And he wants to bury, you know what, there's too much bad shit to get caught up in dumb shit. Stay safe and look after each other, people. See, just, um, do you know, it made a big difference. I watched a wee bit of 205 Live the other night, and they had a 10-man tag. And what was quite interesting about that was, obviously, there was 10 wrestlers, so there was a lot more noise to it rather than that, that kind of awkward silence. So I think multi-mans right. are the way to go during coronavirus. <laughs> In these times of self-isolation, it's time to get more content for Wrestling Dap. signing up to our Patreon. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com slash wrestlingdaft. Tier 1, Cruiserweight Champion, which is $4. That's about three quid a month. On that, you get the patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all episodes, full unedited version, random bonus content, and voting what you want to see featured in the list of Wrestling Daft. Hey, you can see this whole Skype video of us all chatting on Skype. Like that, waving at each other, we're, <laughs> we're waving, we're waving, we're uh, waving. On there as well, right now you can see pictures of Grado with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, from Grado's OnlyFans account. And also check out the video version of the Marks show. Tier 2 Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month, that's about 7 quid 70 You get everything in Tier 1, as well as video version of the podcast each week. 
bonus episode once a month. Next week we're going to be doing a WrestleMania preview show. That's going to be fun. We're going to do the WrestleMania preview, Grado. Well, I'm just going to and look up the spoilers. I think one of the nights of WrestleMania, we should probably do something that's live. live. I think, you know what I mean? Might as well, you're going to be sitting in the house anyway. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, about 15 quid. Everything in the previous years, every single bit of it, including free tickets to every live event, which we hope to announce soon, as long as the pandemic doesn't continue for too long. If any of us are still alive, free tickets to every live event. A free wrestling daft shirt of a design of your choice. You need to sign up for a minimum of three months to get that, though, right? Napal and Trixone as well, value. Plus, get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks. We will insult you live on the show. We'll slag you off. We'll slag your mouth. We'll slag off your family. We'll talk about your dog. We'll say your dog looks like a wee, a wee fucking mongrel, a wee bit of shite. It's not even a proper breed. It doesn't even look like a dog. It looks like a wee horse. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com slash wrestling daft. And listen, I am... I know it's a, there's a pandemic on just now, right? But And I know that that's the main thing to worry about, right? But do not be putting any backslashes into this. It's patreon.com forward, <laughs> forward slash wrestling daft. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You just made the list! This week on our Patreon, we asked Patreon, 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 Patreon. We asked Pars- you guys to vote. Parson, Pat Parson. This Pars- week on our Pat, this week on our Pat Parson, we asked you to vote on our list of wrestling daft. Remember, you can vote by signing up for four dollars a month at Patreon.com/slash wrestling daft. This week it was between WrestleMania moments and as The Undertaker turned fifty-five this week, putting him smack bang into the vulnerable, dangerous zone for coronavirus. Um, your favourite Undertaker moments and the votes are in and winning with 57% of the vote you went for the Undertaker's greatest moments so here's my top three it's my top three favourite Undertaker moments right Uh, at number three it is um, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 20... At WrestleMania, the first one. WrestleMania 20... Five. Five. Undertaker! Yeah. Undertaker! 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 I'd say, um, you know that bit where uh, Shawn Michaels goes for the moonsault and Taker catches him for the tombstone? Incredible. Love that. Incredible stuff. Is that also the match where fucking you thought he was dead, Tay? Remember he done, he done the plancher to the outside and knocked out Jimmy Snooker's wee boy that was holding the camera? Oh, I think it may have been, aye. That's my number three. My number two has got to be when he sat up and laughed at Brock Lesnar. Hey, Look at this. And the dead man's risen. Yes. Oh, my God. 
Ah, that was hilarious, wasn't it? <laughs> when he did that in that um in that in that match with, with Lesnar was a was a beautiful moment. A beautiful character moment. There's also was there also no there's also that meme as well where he kicks out and he's like pure what match is that in? Where he just pure slumps and the two of them face the camera. Oh aye, what match is that? Is that no also a That's a mega meme, isn't it? Aye. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know the one you're talking about. He turns around and his face is all kind of what? Uh-huh. Aye, that that was funny. Uh, remember how I was talking to you about me and Spud doing that match on Impact that we copied? We copied that and all. He went for the, you know, the one turn we both turned into the camera and faced the camera like the Undertaker. <laughs> uh, but I love that. that match in pool yet? No, I've not watched that match. Mate, there's a pandemic one. In case you I'm never, watching it now. In case you never realised. I'm actually watching it now. My number one Undertaker moment of all time is from Undertaker's peak period, which for me, you know what? I want to change my number two. I'm changing my number two to um, I'm crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Why can't look at this? Stone Cold Steve Austin is being, being humble right now. The Undertaker is making an example of it. He's giving it a, a glimpse into his future for this Sunday. Domination. Look at this. Right. Uh, is that uh, is a minute. question? Because that was what a controversial moment that was to put that out across America. Um, was a bold choice. It was brilliant and it also involved Stone Cold in one of his best periods. Uh, and my number one, my number one, as I was saying, is from the same era, Ministry of Darkness era, which is without a doubt my favourite era of Undertaker. Uh, and it has to be when he turned around in the motor and said, Where to, Stephanie? Where to, Stephanie? Oh, no. My God, the Undertaker's abducting Stephanie McMahon, and Vince doesn't even know it. Vince! Oh, God. Vince! Oh, God, no. When he, when he, <laughs> which, was, which was really, for me, the only time the Undertaker has properly lived up to the kind of horror film type vibe, his character. You know what I mean? When it was like that... <laughs> He's in the mall. He's gone. Like Freddy Krueger. Like a proper, you know what I mean? Brilliant. Right that time he caught fire and he got the cunt, fire, he got the cunt his, his books. Remember that? Oh, quite, quite right. Quite right. Remember you what I'm talking do, about? You don't do that. Aye, when it was his entrance. Aye, man. And, it was, and they were having to horn in bottles of water to him when he was in the, the chamber door. Because yeah, he was that, obviously, was burnt. burnt stupid. I think I said you'd be raging, wouldn't you? Stevie B, however, mate, you know big Stevie B. Stevie B, how's it going, mate? How's your feather? Rumble 1994 with a casket match and the bit afterwards where he appears on the video wall inside the casket and then ah, floats up a, to the video like, wall into the rafters. And it was like a pure strike at lucky screen, wasn't it? Like a pure 90s, pure shitey game show screen, wasn't it? Before they, could afford tit- before they could afford Titan Trons. That was one of Stevie B's favourite childhood memories of wrestling. Well done, and, Stu. And the likes it when Undertaker returned at Judgment Day 2000 for me, the vignettes, right. the new look, the fact he took out every cunt in the ring, looked unstoppable, 15-year-old me was losing his mind. It was right. brilliant, wasn't it? 
He's here. Ring around a I'm an American badass. Watch me kick. You can roll with rock or you can. <laughs> and um, his big long coat and all that just going about just battering everybody okay, Jamie, you'd look, and, I, I can imagine you were one of them when you were 17, 18 year old man plowing about Glasgow carrying about right, old games and all that too right mate in games workshop and all that American badass walking into games workshop to buy his wee dwarfs and all that and all that outside McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Brody <laughs> best match HBK Mania 25 best moment <laughs> Winning the title, Mania 23, best promo. I'm a dead man, I'll make you famous. Suck me, I've just got I've just got I've just got that this image with you in a long trench coat with like long hair walking about with a pure mad bounce in your step with a <laughs> of old games, man. About to get a doing after Neds, man. I've got this vision in my head. Mate, I've never had a doing in my life. Overall best thing, shouting do when he punches and do when he gets punched. Aye. <laughs> I, it's Doesn't like know. it's like it's funny because I always laugh when when I'm got when when you're going on moves backstage with boys right, mm-hmm. and you you and, and you go us then you turn and then doof then doof and doof can you like a wee guy and 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 the playground play fighting doof, doof 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 you turn around then doof you hit me then I'll swing you off you duck one then doof and I'm like mate we're no wains man in the playground doof the sound effects don't do the sound effects. John Montgomery says it has to be the footage of Booker T, Goldust, Triple H, even Vince trying to get Taker do it to do a spinner Rooney. It's too That's many brilliant. amazing matches, so why not pick the sh- why not show the fun side of him, the fun side of the Taker. Keith Richardson, the first ever Hell in a Cell match. Nah, he never done it. He was a big spoil spot. First ever Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood when Kane showed up for Keith Richardson. That was David Graham says he's returned at SummerSlam 94 to fight the Underfaker with Paul Bearer's giant arm torch summoning him like a piss poor bat signal. They're only great moments, these only. I didn't like your moments. Why did you not like my moments? And you don't think uh, um, crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin represented uh, quite a momentous moment in the culture for the Attitude Era? Listen, mate, he went to WrestleMania every year and never got, never got bait. I fighting a lot of shite like Giant Gonzalez, not at least be fucking clear here. For the, for the vast majority of it, he was fighting a load of garbage. Oh, mate, come on! Did you, I take it you never saw? I could, I could go on a I could go on a fifteen match streak if I was fighting people that couldn't fucking barely walk. Well, you've obviously never seen his match with Nathan Jones and Prince Albert at WrestleMania 19, have you? <laughs> well, there's a pandemic one, mate. Anthony <laughs> Clark, Royal Rumble '98. His catch up, his casket match with HBK was amazing, and what happened after it was amazing when the casket got hit by the Thunderbolt and then he appeared on the throne. I was absolutely amazed by it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And Stephen Roche says, when he crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin on his symbol in front of the Titan throne, one of the great images from the Attitude Era, Rab was right. Rab nailed it. Rab was right. And oh my God, Max McGill says, when he kidnapped Stephanie McMahon in the limo at Backlash, I shot myself. He <laughs> says, there you go. See, Undertaker living up to the character. <laughs> Right troops, in this time we want to help vulnerable people in self-isolation and you can do that. Head to viralkindness.scot That's viralkindness.scot Viral Kindness Scotland It was set up to help vulnerable people across Scotland but they're needing more volunteers. They're helping the vulnerable with day-to-day tasks 
that could be picking up their shopping, posting their mail, picking up urgent goods, or just being at the end of the phone to help. To help the vulnerable people in your community. And if you know someone or someone that is vulnerable in Glasgow or in the Glasgow area, phone up 0800 055 2282 and ask for help or head to the Viral Kindness website, which is viralkindness.scot. Scotland will stand. Scotland will survive together. Now it's time for a wee interview. Right, please welcome to the star of the show, former WCPW and defiant world champion. He wrestled in World of Sport on ITV alongside me. And he's just announced that he's retired for the wrestling business. It's a big, big loss to wrestling. But he's on this show today. Martin Kirby, how's it going, my man? Hey, uh, you all right? Well, I'm a wee bit gutted, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are, for me, pound for pound, one of the best wrestlers in the UK. Suddenly, you know, you, you, you become this star in Japan. And uh, then the next minute you go on Facebook and tell everybody that you're retired from wrestling. What the what the fuck's happened there? What's going on? What's going on? Um, just, All right. Just a, a few reasons, really. Um, like for me, just kind of felt the time was right, and not trying to bring too much of a downer on things. Uh, obviously, you know my longtime tag partner Trav, Chris Travis died a few years ago. Um, and ever since then, kind of wrestling's been a lot less fun for me uh, after he kind of passed away. And it was something that um, I just I wasn't relishing as much as I used to do. Um, and I didn't just want to be one of those guys turning up, like phoning it in and taking up a spot from other people. Um, That's something that I never, ever really like. I mean, we were we were always everybody was always close. We were in group chats and stuff like that. But. When I, when I think about it now, I never actually realised how much that must have affected you. Because mm. obviously you and him were Project Ego, you were the biggest tag team in the UK. And sometimes it's it's, 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 it's mental to think that I probably didn't think about you as much as what I probably should have and how that must have affected you because you, it, it didn't show. Um, but obviously thinking about it now, that really must have had a hard, hard effect on your career. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just like he was the guy that I teamed with for seven years. Uh, we travelled everywhere up and down the country. He was always in the car with me or we were staying over at each other's house, things like that. And then all of a sudden he obviously found out he had stomach cancer, uh, had to stop. Um, we kind of thought he'd successfully beat it, but then unfortunately, ultimately, uh, he wasn't able to survive it. So, yeah, just right. that kind I mean, of thing in having your compadre kind of with you all the time and then all of a sudden them being gone is, uh, yeah, it kind of kills the spirit a little bit. I've always, see for the outside looking in, I've always kind of thought that you get kind of different guys in wrestling. You get some guys in wrestling who, it's that kind of, it's that kind of brotherhood thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, it's about having their relationships with people that, Gradle, Gradle, you're quite a lot like that and you like, you love the boys, don't you? Oh, the boys, and then you get you get other ones that are they kind of mere the kind of lone weirdo ones, <laughs> <Did you? laughs> who kind of like to go for show to show and just yep. sit and sulk, you know that, you know. What I mean, I mean I'm not going to 
say any names, but when I obviously I was promoting a show last week, and there's some people that want to travel to the shows on their own. They don't want to be in the motor with other people. They want to get there themselves compared to other folk. That you know they love getting picked up and they love the the, the banter in the motor, telling the stories yep. and you know bamming each other up, stopping off at the, the the service station and stuff like that. Um, but I mean. Kirby, man, you must be one of them. You must, you must have some fucking amount of miles on your motorbike. Yeah, did it for fourteen years, so yeah, did uh, did a fair few miles. I mean, I remember the first time I met you. It was God. When it's mental to think, right? It was my six-year prom, and I <laughs> and I and I wrestled as a lowlander at this SWA in Clyde Bank, and Martin Kirby was there. Get this, Rab. In a fucking dark match, <laughs> <laughs> a dark match in Clyde Bank that had about fucking thirty four kind of anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Was that against Falcon? Aye, it probably would have been. Oh my god, aye. Aye, it probably would have been. Um, and that was the first time I met you. And then obviously, I, I obviously kind of went away wrestling for a while. Came back, and then when I came back in two thousand and twelve, I felt like I was always. I felt it was a, every show that I, I ever was on. This start when when I started being great, you were you were on them, and I was either in a tag way ye or wrestling way ye. But honestly, honestly, God, Rob Kirby was an absolute pleasure to work, man. Funny as fuck, the stuff that he could get away with when was brilliant, so easy. I mean, we had a, a, we were just talking about it on Facebook the other day. We done the spot where um, he, you explain the spot, Kirby. Okay, uh, so. As you know, Grado always comes out with a bum bag. So yeah. we were kind of thinking, oh, let's let's try and be creative. Somehow we use, use the bum bag. And I remember us doing on a show earlier, uh, I think it was with Trav in a Battle Royal, where we said we'd steal your bum bag and we'd just pull out loads of random objects. <laughs> you, you filled it with all kinds of shit. Um, so, yeah, crisps, sandwiches, <laughs> yes, you name right. it. All kinds of things. So we come to do this this match, and we're like, "Oh, let's let's do that again. Let's put some random objects in there." And I think the f- the only thing you had spare with you was a toothbrush, wasn't it? Aye, aye. So we're there thinking, "Well, we've got to do something with this toothbrush. It's got to there's got to be a reason for it being there." So we're kind of thinking about it, and uh, the best we could come up with was me shoving the toothbrush down the back of my wrestling trunks and up my ass, <laughs> then trying to force it into each other's mouth before ultimately <laughs> I ended up having it in my gob. And there we go. And then the finish happens. It was, it was brilliant. See, getting to date, because what we would do, it would be like that sort of test of strength. He'd have the t- well, first of all, he would reveal the toothbrush and I would go, don't you dare, don't you dare. And the crowd would go, ooh, ooh. And then he'd get it and I'd grab it and we'd go back and forth, back and forth. Then we'd stop and go to the referee. Oh, come back, kick you up in the air. Grab the grab the toothbrush and stick it right in your mouth. Up you get, wee boot finish. Loved it. And the See, best the best thing about that was we got to do it on ITV. We got to that we got we got to that shit on fucking ITV on a Saturday afternoon in front of <laughs> millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of folk. See, here's a thing, right? Here's a thing that always amazes me as well about wrestlers is that like um, Martin, you just said earlier you said um was that falcon i was wrestling see the memory you guys have for matches for spots for people that you met the stories you tell i don't understand particularly with the amount of bashes around the heat 
that you <laughs> that you get. How do you rem- how do you remember so much so much um, stuff? Well, I kind of remember that one because that was only like my fifth ever match, I think. Right. Uh, but there's just just random things just stick in your head for certain reasons. Like I know another uh, incident, for example, with uh, Grado up here is uh, I remember doing an, another SWA show, I believe it was, in a nightclub, and you you'd stopped wrestling at this point. Oh my you god! Were announcing. I was, was a ring announcer, man. Oh my yeah. god! You were on that show. And, I remember you coming backstage and saying, like, oh, you, I've not seen you for ages, yada, 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 you probably don't remember me. And you then describing how you were going to make a comeback soon to ICW with this brand new character and how you were just going to base wow. it on, like, banner and do no all this kind of comedy and entertainment stuff. Did I say and, that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, think it was about, I think it was about two months later when you debuted uh, for ICW. That's and then, crazy, uh, man. I don't yeah. ever remember having that conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's right. I mean, I, I started doing the refereeing, mate. I, I wore my mega oversized pre-mark suit. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a right dick. I was good at the ring announcing, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. And, yeah. and you know what? They might have. I'm trying to think. That SW show was it one of the after hours shows? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. See, it that might have went even somewhere, like- man. I could have yeah, went somewhere that. Or something like that, maybe. Aye. Kirby, what I like to talk to you about now and again is me and you when we were young, and probably I think you actually still, I don't know if you still do it, but the tape trading DVDs. Oh, yeah. Because every fucking video DVD <laughs> ever. <laughs> you've got a big, massive stack. Is that, is that it all behind you? They're just, they're just uh, now? That's, that's some of it. Look at that, Rab. That's unbelievable. Do you, do you yeah. have do you, do you still have VHS tapes though? Uh, I have few, but I've kind of converted them all now to DVDs. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. See, my, t- my my days were it was all VHS for me, all my tape trading days stuff. So that was like it was sad when we moved on past that. I used to also record every episode of Raw as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On VHS, you know what I mean? Crazy yeah. times. It's funny, Rab, you're saying that because I had this conversation with Shad the other day. I felt as if I gave up tape trading as soon as I introduced DVD. I went, it was as if like you had this, you built this empire a video for it just suddenly for it to mean absolute <laughs> fuck all now. But that's but what we should <laughs> have done what Martin did though. Martin converted them. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to convert them onto DVD. That was a smart move. That was a smart play. That was a smart move, but instead I just got into um <sighs> The old P, the old PW. I mean, we shouldn't say that we use it, but any wrestler that that, that denies using the torrent websites is talking out their ass. <laughs> see, I thought you were going to talk about steroids or something there, the way you were talking. Every wrestler, <laughs> we shouldn't talk about using it, nor that. We shouldn't. And then it was the torrent sites. <laughs> I've only ever done steroids once. I've admitted this before. I stabbed my ass on the Monday. I stabbed my ss on the Tuesday. I stabbed my ass. And the Wednesday, I don't think you were even meant to do that, but my dog died on the Thursday. <laughs> so I gave it up, and and, and all, it, all it done to me was gave me a big massive pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> so do not do steroids, guys. Where did you get, so Kirby, where, where were you, where, when you were growing up, what kind of stuff did you like getting? I love getting CZW and Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, yeah, like uh, I was a massive... Ring of Honor, PWG, CZW kind of fan. Oh, I loved it, man. I loved it. I didn't like PWG when it first started. I remember their very first ever show. 
I can't remember what it was called, but I remember getting it going, nah, this is not for me. But that became amazing. I mean, yeah, Kenny, yeah, yeah. the number one place. And then when you think about it now, I mean, is that is PWG even a thing now? I don't even think that they yeah, still yeah. run. Or they yeah, do? Because the, the deal was with that, was the deal with that guy that, you know, um, the, the guy doesn't pay you much. It's just the, the, the he's like an old calendar promoter, isn't he? He's not even really, like... Like up to date with modern stuff. He's just a normal promoter that has people booking it for him to make it look like this mega and wrestling promotion. Would it really? It's just this kind of. Am I right in saying this, Kirby? From what I've heard, more or less, yeah, that it's uh, like the guys more or less take advice from what they see on Twitter and who's got hype and Aye. message boards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember Moose going uh, sitting talking to Shag on the. Uh, they only paid me 50 bucks, $50. They only paid me 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought there must be about wrestlers that just, you know, that, that just want to wrestle on there for the exposure. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd, have loved to, I'd have loved to have done it. But Kirby, man, how how was Japan? Yeah, good, really good, really good. You get the uh, jacket? I didn't know. What the fuck are you talking about? I was due to I was due to go actually uh, about a week. Uh, I think it would have been this week, but uh, obviously the old uh, virus kind of hit. And uh, ah. is that why you're home? Yes, yes. So you never get bullied or anything like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you no, no, no. Like, I, I love I'd love that I'd love the idea of getting there and trying. A fucking octopus's fucking wing or whatever, the, you know what I mean? Something like that. I'd go about Japan, fucking go to the, the, the Times Square version of Japan, get your picture next door to the lights. Mate, if you went to Japan, Grado, if you went to Japan to wrestle, you'd somehow end up fucking presenting Japan's biggest entertainment programme by the time the Saturday <laughs> night came around. You'd fucking phone up the Japanese broadcaster on demand that you presented their biggest show and somehow you'd go in there. People would be like, Grado's on the cover of fucking Chris Packets Oil Japan now. Have you seen <laughs> Funny you say that. Did Cabana no end up on the, on, the, on the front of some kind of packet of crisps in Japan? Did he? Uh, he did, he did. Really? That up. He ended up okay. with a packet of crisps. Please don't say that you're retiring because there's, you've you've went for a, 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 a WWE opportunity and it's no work to it. It's nothing like that. No, absolutely not, no. Have you had any tryouts? Uh, I had a tryout in 2017, I think it was. Right, and what Uh, did they say to you? uh, Cheers, we liked your stuff, um, but we're not looking to sign anyone at the moment. Um, And that was, I think, just after the first intake of NXT UK guys. And they didn't have a show, they didn't have any kind of outlet really for the guys that had already signed so no one at that time actually got signed from the tryout it wasn't till I think like a year later when they actually got like the weekly TV show and stuff like that that then more yeah. people started getting signed but you don't want to hold it there's just there's, you're, you're not interested in it at all one bit no well I'd you never want say to never. <laughs> I'd never say never but um, yeah it's kind of not my primary goal or anything like that like um fair play to all my mates and everything that, that work there and earn good money and stuff like that but um yeah it just wasn't wasn't really kind of my thing i don't think 
<laughs> I just said wankers there, but you know I'm only kidding on, man. It's brilliant to see everybody. <laughs> actually, I just tuned in on NXT UK uh, last week, and actually the show, I really, really enjoyed it. Some of the boys there, man, it's great to see them getting a chance. Joseph Connors, uh, Mastiff, guys like that, man. Uh, Leggero, it's great to see they're getting a, a chance. It's just a shame, man, this year, WrestleMania, man, being in this fucking gym hall. Yeah. That's weird, you know isn't it? The, the, you know, this would have been a good opportunity this year for some of the British guys to maybe get a wee battle royal going to go in front of 80,000 people this year, but unfortunately they've got, they're, you know, they're, not, they're not even got the chance to get earlier, it's in a hut. Oh, yeah. Martin, I don't want to let you go without talking about a, a wee bit more about you, man. I, feel, I, don't, I don't think we've touched enough about you. Can okay. you tell me you've obviously... You're, you're the kind of guy I feel that a lot of promoters went for when the, when the Yank came out and they would put put them in the ring with you. You're usually kind of the guy that the, the, the promoters used against the imports. Mm-hmm. Any absolute wankers? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, when you'd retire, who cares? You'll never see them again. Uh, um, let me think. Let who me was think. the hardest to get on with? One of the hardest to plan. Because there is a few, ah, come on, let's try something else. Oh, well, I like that idea, but I got this. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we do this instead. <laughs> that's the one. That's that. That's that. Well, I was thinking we maybe do this. That's exactly it. Could be, in it? Yeah. Um, Come on. One of the hardest I found was Shelton Benjamin. Really? Yeah, that's surprising. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just. It just felt. Uh, it was just a bit awkward trying to come up with a match together. Really, it just seemed like. Whatever I suggested, he didn't want to do, or didn't really fit his idea of what he wanted from the match, or whatever it was, and it probably was a a, a thing as well of he didn't have a clue who I was, and rightly right. so. Like this was quite a few years ago, so you know, a guy that's just come from WWE being thrown in against a guy who's not even half his size, and then having to kind of trust him is understandably a big ask, really. Do you know what? That happened so many times. I remember being on the road with, with Eugene Nick Dinsmore for, for for a full weekend, and um, and like Dinsmore's a great guy, right? But he can come across very very rude. I remember stunning trying to plan a six man, and Rampage Brown, who's been wrestling fucking probably just as as long as as Eugene was stunning there, and Eugene's gone tapping me in the shoulder, gone, can this guy work? Can this guy work? Is he over? Can this guy work? Oh, I can work. Oh. I... So Rampage just stood there gritting his teeth. You know what I mean? The disrespect sometimes. Some of these yanks, they, 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 they oh. don't understand. It. You know, some of these are better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you they mean you mean yourself, Grado? Maybe no me, obviously. No me, but you know, Kirby. <laughs> and you get, and then also what you get as well is you got a lot of yanks to come in here and phone it, phone it in, didn't they, Kirby? Yep, yeah, it's a... Uh... There's definitely those that come over and they just rely on their greatest hits and they just go, we'll just do the same two or three spots they're doing every match and it'll get a reaction and I don't want to do anymore. I'm fine with that, but I remember uh, Norm when they worked with John Morrison in PCW in 2011. I always thought it was dead funny, Rob, because John John Morrison went to to Norm, he went, let's overbook the shit out of this match. They had a part of like a, a 20, 25 minute match. That's somebody that loves wrestling, isn't it? Aye, aye, aye. You had any yanks where you thought to yourself, well, this is cool, wrestling this guy? Yeah, quite a few. Like, Finley was pretty cool. 
You were Finley. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that go? Um, pretty good actually. He was he was a guy you just knew not to mess with. Like he didn't say a lot. We didn't really discuss much beforehand either. And but you just kind of he had this aura around him of like <laughs> you just don't mess with this guy. Right, boys, listen. Like, I'm sorry to butt in here, right? I need to butt in here. Quite often I hear you guys say things like, you know, there wasn't much discussing the match beforehand and stuff like that, right? Explain to me, right, as a layperson, how that feels and how that works when you go into the ring and you don't really know. Obviously, you're just going to, in that position, you're just letting the other guy call the match in the ring on the fly as you go. Is is that a mere stressful situation? Because it sounds stressful you saying that to me. It kind of depends. I'm sure Grado's called many matches out there. Suave. Suave. I'll tell you what, Kirby, I'll let, I'll let you answer because okay. because I because I feel as if you could get there and I'd be absolutely not phased one bit about a yank. No one to plan in. And I feel as if you could do that with your eyes shut. Because I feel like yeah. I, I would... I would, need, I would need the old Diamond Dallas Page, Macho Man Randy Savage, a whole kind of beat-by-beat beat kind of script planned out beforehand. That well, kind of thing, you know what I mean? See, see, before you answer that, Kirby, see, before, see me and Al Snow at the Hydro? Mm-hmm. Only the finish was planned. I was shitting myself. I thought, what are you doing, mate? I was like, mate, please. Please, give me, come up with something, please. I was fucking practically begging him. I was like, oh, my boy's out there. Please, man. I'm going to make an absolute arse of this. That's why I done like the wee bit twice. Do you know what I mean? Wee bit again. Wee bit again. <laughs> you felt it. You felt the moment. Aye, 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 aye. Mate, I couldn't believe you wanted to call it out there. I went, see you, yo, cunt. I've been, I've been fucking... You've been doing this for 30 fucking years. This is my first time in front of more than a couple hundred folk and you want me to go out there without nothing planned? <laughs> raging. Absolutely I mean, raging. Like, so you, but I'm, I, I, I feel as if you could, you could do that in a bother. Um, so what is it yeah, like? You get you get in the ring, and and how does it play? I don't know really. You just kind of rely on your instincts as much as anything else, and sometimes it's easier, I think, because you haven't got anything to remember or thinking like, oh, what's next, or yeah, what yeah. do we plan and what do we discuss. You just kind of feel the moment, and if I don't know, like if for example you take like a fall out the ring and you accidentally kind of land a bit awkward or you hit your leg or whatever, you just you just start studying your leg and then yeah. the, the match kind of evolves naturally a lot more than kind of, oh, well, I was, I'll just pretend I landed safely because that's not what we plan to do and things like that. So Yeah, so when yeah. you came up with stuff in the plan, do you sometimes get the moments where you're kind of like, where are we, where are we, what's what's next? What's... Yeah, yeah, you All can right. do, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I spent years doing that. That's why I have the same match every weekend, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ain't broke, what? they'll fix it. Right, well, that's what they say. But, you know, but me and Lou King Sharp went one night in, uh, somewhere in Edinburgh. We decided to do a match on the fly. Okay. And, honest to fuck, it was one of the best matches we ever had against each other. And the, the thrill of it, there was a thrill, Rab. Do you know that way where we aye, just came back and we were totally like, man, that was that was better than anything we could have ever like came up with. It was yeah. just... Did you feel that Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes out there just kind of... I mean, I think... Feeling the feedback for the crowd, just going for it. 
I and it, but I think it was a lot easier because we're in front of like a family friendly crowd. Now, if we were to do that in front of like a, a smart mart type of crowd or Aye. somewhere in America, I think we'd very much struggle. But with a crowd, family crowd, where there's people that want to get joined, that want to join in, in and shit, you know, they they can make you feed off them, bounce off them ideas and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember one match that I did with uh, the guy who trained me, Dragon Izu. If you remember him, Grado? Dean, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and we were doing a show. Um, well, we did two shows. So we did the first night. And then the second night, it was me versus him. Um, and I, for some reason, had lost my voice entirely. Like, I had no voice. I couldn't even speak at all. So we came to do the match. And he was I couldn't even speak to start planning or discussing anything. So we just kind of agreed, let's just go out there and just totally wing it and just see what happened. But like you said, it was in front of a family kind of crowd, so it, it made it a lot easier than if we were in front of a, a smart audience or teenagers or adults yeah. and things like that. But yeah, that was quite a, a baptism of fire because that was one of the first ones I'd ever done without planning anything. I remember I used to, when I when I was in the Lowlanders and I remember A17 coming up and that that was the first time I saw him wrestle and I thought wow this guy is just like the guys you see in indie tapes he really started nailing that that style doing well didn't he that yeah, kind of American time. Indian man I, I remember he had like fucking four A4 sheets of paper all these moves that he could do in the spots and I thought <laughs> thank fuck I'm not wrestling him tonight <laughs> although I was in a rumble with him I was in a rumble with him and I went up to do the you know the ten punches yep, bang, yep, bang, yep. bang 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 and, and I, I, I poked his eye and I just remember shitting myself and him coming backstage going, Fucking Dunbar! Where's that fucking Dunbar? <laughs> he was a nice guy. So, Kirby, before we go, is there anything else you want to say to the fans? Are there any stories you want to tell us that you, you think, oh, I want you to tell it on this podcast? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. because Right. Um, so hopefully you find this a, a bit amusing but one of the most entertaining guys that I've ever shared a locker room with is uh, a Prince Amin mm-hmm. yep love yep. him just uh, one of the top guys same like you Grado just a joy to be around backstage and he's always up to some kind of antics and like he'll, he's got this thing where he'll do anything for a pound if you bet him a pound he'll <laughs> have to do it no matter what it is he's like he's he, he just caused so much chaos and disruption just on these pound bets. But the the story I'm going to tell is uh, we went to a 1PW event uh, back in maybe like 2006, 2007, when this was like the big indie super company, wasn't it, Grado? Stephen in, in England. Yeah, so like anyone who everyone was like in the crowd if you weren't wrestling on the show. So we got to, to go to this event, two nights. The first night, um, we all watch, blah, 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 Mojo, uh, or Prince Amin, as he's uh, properly called, uh, decides he's going to stay over. He doesn't want to come back with us because he can't be bothered going home for the night and then coming back the second day. So we're like, all right, okay, we'll leave you to it. Um, he, you haven't got a hotel, though. What are you going to do? So he's there like, I don't know. I'll sort something out. So we're thinking he'll he'll try and blag a room. He'll do something. Who knows? So we come the second day to try and find him, and he's all bleary-eyed. He's 
wiped out. We're like, what happened? Did you actually get some sleep? And it turns out he couldn't get into any of the hotel rooms for the wrestlers. He couldn't find anywhere else to stop. He didn't have a car with him or anything like that. So in his genius, genius ways, what he'd done was he'd gone to the 24-hour Asda across the road, <laughs> bought a tent, <laughs> pitched it on the lawn outside the hotel, slept there for a few hours, then took the tent back to Asda, claiming it was defective, and got a full refund. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That is amazing. That is amazing. That is brilliant. He got his money back. A free night. Yeah. What, free night, yeah. God, that's like one of the things you'd read in like Take a Break in the Brainwave Road Social section. <laughs> you know, if you're ever stuck for a night, buy a tent, sleep in it, say it's fucked and get your money back. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking superb, man. All the promoters will be doing that now. Be oh, oh hey, don't begin them ideas. Yeah, yeah. Not beginning of my ideas. <laughs> Mate, uh, Kirby, as I said, it's, it's generally a big, big loss to the wrestling scene. I was going to boot you again for my pavilion show because you were the first guy that I wanted out on my very, very first show. You were the first guy that came out to set the standard of the show, set the tone. You nailed it. And um, you know what, man? All the boys are going to miss you because you're a pleasure to be around about. I know I just stole your words. But um, you, you really are. You're easy to wrestle. You're fantastic to watch. You And you're a big, 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 big part of the reason that British wrestling is at the, the size it is today. It's folk like you that pander cunt in every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even a Thursday, maybe a Tuesday, <laughs> driving for 20, 20, 20, sleeping on flares, sleeping next to cats and sleeping in shite and sleeping in whatever, busting their arse, busting their arse for British wrestling and you were one of the main guys today. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of all the boys, thank you on behalf of all the fans, Thank you very, very much for being you, Martin, and thanks very much for coming on this show, mate. You're a fucking absolute legend, legend, and I'm and I'm proud to call you my mate. Thank thanks, you, man. thanks, man. It's now time, Truths, for your chance to win a crate of beer in our Beer Fifty Two match of the week. And I'll tell you, these days it's very hard to come by something like this, and it's something you'll definitely want. Let me tell you. We pick a class wrestling match to watch and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Everybody who gets the right answer will go on to the draw to win a crate of year 52. And you can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Well, here is the match. It's, it's Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania 9. Me and Grado want you to watch it. Why do we want them to watch it, Grado? Because apparently it's shite. <laughs> Tell us, right? No, what we want you to do though is you need to give a score out of 10, and whoever gets no, give a score out of 100, right? A percentage score, and whoever gets closest to me and Grado's score for that match wins. Now, you don't know whether we think it's great or whether we think it's bad, so it's a wee game, and whoever gets closest is going to win this prize. You can get free beer for Beer 52 as well. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash wrestling. We can sort out free beers for you. Just cover the 4 95 for the postage and maybe in this pandemic era, beer will get to you. It is an essential product that needs to be travelling through the post while everybody's trying to survive. And as you're a wrestling daft listener, we'll give you two extra free beers in your first box. That's a total of 10 free beers. It's a monthly subscription service for beer. So just go to beer52.com slash wrestling to get your first case of 10 beers for free. Well, Grado, we're still alive, mate, on this show. Grado, thanks so much for um, 
for being well and healthy. I think you should get to your girlfriend's house immediately tonight. I know. Well, see here, this is a problem, Rab, right? Because um, obviously, I don't know if you saw, I tweeted how many unread texts I've got and all that, right? Mm-hmm. This makes it extremely difficult to dingy people to know because usually you can go, uh, sorry, mate, I'm filming. Sorry, mate, I'm doing this. Sorry, mate. They, they all know, they all know, know that you're doing fuck all. Yep. So it's a fucking nightmare. However, if you go to your girlfriend's house, then people will know well he's you know he's living with his girlfriend and it's kind of the first time they've done that, so give him peace, don't bother him. That's how you deal with it, mate. So your advice to me is to pack up and get out of Dodge and go down to my buds. Do it. Guess what we've not even mentioned? What? The Benoit Vice Doc. I've not seen it. Well, get on it, mate, because it was thrilling, and part two is up on YouTube, so I'm going to watch it tonight. Um, very, very sad, mate. It talks very much about Eddie Guerrero, his friendship. There's a lot of tears involved. Chavo Guerrero, um, he talks candidly about him. I don't know if candidly is a word, but I. Um, Jericho, the guy that was on episode one, he narrates well, it, mate. He's well, narrating I don't know. well, listen, I don't really know... Um, much about the Chris Benoit story so I'm hoping obviously things are a bit depressing now so I'm hoping it's a happy ending so I'll be watching that tonight um, and hopefully be, things turn out hopefully things turn out well for Chris Benoit at the end well I'm sure he was meant to wrestle CM Punk on Sunday night so I'm sure it would have been classic right okay well I'll check that out and you also recommend Tiger King wow <laughs> wow I've not seen I that either I need to watch that I'm annoying people because I can't stop talking about it on social media, right? But it is great. There's seven episodes, mate, and it just goes boofed, 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 boofed. And Rob, guess what, right? You're watching it, right? And you're thinking, these guys are a bunch of carny motherfuckers, right? You're going to yourself, these are fucking so much like wrestling people. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. The main guy was a fucking NWA promoter. Was he? Had his own wrestling company. And it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. Right, so we're going to watch that. And we're going to watch a feel-good Chris Benoit documentary. Brilliant. All right, well, Grado, look after yourself. Get yourself out of your girlfriend's house. John, you also... Listen of the week. Listen of the week. Oh, what? Oh, listen of the week has got to be... Who was the boy that... What? What did you say? Probably because we're all getting no well. Nah, nah. No, it's got to be the boy that... Um, said about the um, Stephanie McMahon we're to Stephanie back in the motor and that was let me tell you Max McGill Max McGill is the listener of the week uh, well thanks everybody for listening stay safe stay in stay well it's yourself see you later guys on you go enjoy the show bye bye <laughs> audio frontier Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.